when you go to that next level and I didn't have the emotional mastery and I was so, and a lot of my childhood programming came up where I was so afraid. It's like when you go to the top of the mountain, then you're a lot of this happens for people. Just remember this. You get to the top and then you're, so, you're holding on to the top of the Mount Everest thinking, Oh no, oh no. Like, what if I can't keep it? What if I can't hold it? What if I, and then I was mm. really afraid the other shoe would drop. Plus I had changed my identity so much. I had the fake lashes. I had the um, blown out hair. Like I have naturally curly hair and I never did my hair. I never did anything. Okay. So yeah. I had this whole new identity on stage. I had the stylist that I went to in LA and I'm like, I can't just show up on my camera looking like the scrapper person I am. Mm. It was, a, and then we moved into our new house and like, it was, it was a, it was an adjustment. Now with mm. my kingdom minded, I'd be like, oh, I'm taking territory. I have my authority. Oh, yeah. I am safe. This is like, you know, I'm the head and not the tail. You know, I would have, yeah. it would have been so different, you know, but I really, the enemy, and I think that, that new age is so deceptive because the mm. enemy real is really running the show. Uh, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simons. Welcome to another episode of How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. It's a delight and an honor and a pleasure to have Amanda Moxley on the show. Amanda is an international business coach with 18 years of experience. Amanda is best known for helping her clients create wealth in a weekend. I love that name, wealth in a weekend. While most business coaches help their clients to have six-figure years, Amanda coaches her clients to have six-figure days. Amanda is the creator of the Speak and Grow Rich Challenge, which walks you through how to assemble your audience, turn your words into wealth, and generate a year's worth of income in a weekend through the power of profitable live and virtual events, retreats, and workshops. Amanda, welcome to the show. Such an honor to have you on. Thank you, David. I'm so happy to be here. I love your energy. And I love, I mean, you help people with webinars and win with <laughs> webinars. So the two of us together, we're going to, this is going to be such a great interview. Thank you. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, so, so Amanda, can you just take us through the journey, right? So you're, you're this amazing international business coach today, but take us through, I want to go from childhood to now, like we're just take us through the whole journey if you can in this, in a summary. Whew. Okay. Well, I'm from Salt Lake city, Utah which is a gorgeous place. My parents are from Philly, by the oh, way. Wow. My dad played football at Utah or at um, Temple. Oh, wow. Yeah. And oh, then wow. um, then he played football here at Utah State. And luckily I was raised here. No offense to y'all who are no, in Philly. No, I hear you. I don't blame you. <laughs> but yeah, it's so beautiful here. And I went to 13 years of Catholic school and here in Salt Lake, because uh, obviously Salt Lake is re very well known for a different religion and my family was Catholic. So that's the reason. And um, I went off to college in Missoula, Montana, and I got to study abroad. I was super fortunate. I got to live in Cham or in Paris, wow. Paris, France, and then in the south of France, Cannes, which is near Nice where the Cannes Film Festival is. And then um, my whole dream in, in life was to be a skier. <laughs> 
So mm. that was my goal. Okay. I just wanted to be a skier. I, w- I really wanted to ski. So um, after college, I got to go on these great adventures, including going to Nepal for two and a half months and trekking to the world's largest, third largest mountain, Kachanjunga. I went to the North and the South base camps. And I had this amazing experience. I came home. I met my husband back in 1999 skiing in Alta, which is a world-class ski resort. If there's any skiers, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, it was love at first sight. And we met in 1999. We got engaged under the Eiffel Tower in 2004. He proposed, got down on one knee. And then the plot thickens. I was so, I had graduated. I had my master's in social work. And the plot thickens and I knew, oh no, I'm going to get married. I'm going to get a house. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to have a business. My life's going to be over. Okay. (laughs) Most people look forward to that, but I have a very adventurous spirit. So Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I am so close here. I'm in Paris at that time. I had been studying yoga. Okay. We're going to get into all that because we're kingdom now. I had gotten really into yoga because I'm a very physical active person Mm -hmm. and Anyway, so I got really into that and I was an early adopter to yoga. And I said, hey, I'm so close to India. I need to go to India. So my husband and I, or fiance and I, we spent two weeks traveling through France. Now, when I say traveling through France, I we call it Chateau Lafro. His mm. nickname is Fro. Mm-hmm. This means, Chateau Lafro would mean we had a rental car and we would camp. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. Creative. You, we found like waterfalls to camp under. We like we found uh, sunflower fields to camp under. We found tail fields to camp under. We were camping <laughs> uh, beaches. You know, we right. camped everywhere. So that's it wasn't that glamorous. Anyway, mm-hmm. so then he left uh, or he went. He flew back to Utah, and I was like, I'm so close to France. I mean, in India, I gotta go. So I'm like, love you, honey. We will get engaged. <laughs> we will have this family. We will do this thing. But I'm gonna go to India. So I ended up going to India solamente for seven weeks. Seven weeks. And I went to an ashram. This is the stuff that like, like, you know, the Beatles. I went to where the Beatles went and all these people back in the day. And I, and I <laughs> go to, you're going to love this. I went to an ashram, which is like a, a spiritual place. And I said, my goal is to get enlightened. Like, like, here's the highest thing you can do. I want that. And they were like, nobody's ever said that here. Like, it's like going to like, you know, Christian church and saying, Hey, I want to be, you know, the pastor. I don't even know what, but Mm. um, anyway, so then we came back, got married, um, amazing wedding, had kids, started my business. I started my business in 19, well, when I was 30. So that was in Mm -hmm. 2005. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what, what business, the, the speaking business, you started the speaking business. So I actually use speaking as a way to, to get clients, but mm-hmm. I actually found this, I had my master's in social work, but I knew I wanted to counsel people and I wanted to help women specifically transform their body, uh, mm. from moving from out of the earth. What did I call it? Move beyond your body barrier, how to get yeah. fit, fab and fierce and release up to 50 pounds in five months or less. Wow. So I was a holistic health coach and oh, wow. I did that from 2000 because I had my own body image issues and Mm -hmm. struggled with emotional eating. And I overcame Mm -hmm. that. And by about 2012, that's when I said, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this body stuff, health stuff. Even though I grew it to a six figure business, now I'm ready to teach money mindset and business coaching. Mm. So I did that from 2012 to 2017. 
And then in 2017, there was all this competition, which is hilarious. You were mm -hmm. probably in high school. Like in 2017, <laughs> I was like, there's so much competition now online. I got to figure this out. So I ended up going and studying. Um, I niched down even more and I said, okay, how can I help people? Well, I, I've always been a speaker. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm, I created the Moxley method and I'm going to help people trans, you know, do the words to wealth and transform their audience, assemble their audience. Yeah. And yes, and that's what wow. I've been doing. That's amazing. So, so I want to recap and get this correct, right? So, you you initially uh, come back to the states from India. You had a you know you getting you get married, you have kids, do all that. You have an MSW, but you never got the chance to use the MSW. Is that correct? But you did kind of in the in the ways of counseling, but you didn't you didn't go through a traditional job route. You went straight into business. Is that correct? Yes. So wow. I actually did my I did the job great. I like how you're like threading the needle. So from mm -hmm. I graduated with my the reason why we were in France and getting engaged was because we were on a trip there to to celebrate our graduation. And my sister had graduated high school. And so I went back and I was carpooling to work with my mom. I'm third, I'm like 28, 29. My mom had a very successful therapy practice. And I was being, my whole idea was I'm going to take over her business. Mm. But one day my mom was out of town and my supervisor, which was her co her business partner said, Amanda, you don't really have to do this, you know, because I had been going to the nutrition school simultaneously and studying nutrition. And, mm -hmm. and coaching and marketing. And he said, you don't really need to do this. And I'm like, what? I don't. He's like, you can quit. I'm like, well, consider it done. I'm out of here. So wow. I gave it one year. I passed the test. I got the CSW, Certified Social Worker, which is a very challenging test where even my colleagues did not pass the test. Wow. And there's a whole secret on how I passed that test, which I can mm -hmm. share with you later. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I passed the test and then I just decided to just burn the ships and be done with it in 2006. Wow. And I will tell you one last thing. That summer that I decided to quit, it was June 6, 2006. My husband and I, we went up to Idaho, which is this really nice place, ski area. And we went, we went skydiving out of a perfectly good plane. We jumped out of the airplane. Wait, sorry, can you repeat that? It cut out just for a second. Sure. So we, okay. So I decided to quit my job and we went up to Idaho and we, we actually went skydiving and we jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Like, That's my son right whoa. there. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Did you do a tandem jump or you did, did so, just your yeah, own, on your own? Guides. We had guides on our backs and <laughs> I loved it. Uh -huh. My husband hated it. Yeah, yeah. That, it's intense. I've done it once myself before. Oh, you have? Okay. Before. Yeah, my, in Lodi, California. There's my 14-year-old son now. <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason, your video is just cut out for a second. Um, not sure. Do you see video on your end? Do you, you I do, a, yeah. You, and you see yourself? I do. Hmm. I wonder if it's me. Um, Interesting. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna switch to a it different. It says actual Wi-Fi. recording is higher quality. It does say that. Yeah. Um, I'm just switching. I'm switching to a different. Uh, I'm switching to a different Wi-Fi. Okay. Sorry, we'll cut out everything that okay. I just said there. That's a little. <laughs> now you look fuzzy to me. It's, it's fuzzy. Okay. Yeah, you uh, look fuzzy. Now you look fuzzy. Hmm. Oh, this is so strange. Usually. 
Okay. Give it a sec. Okay. So I think I think it should be good. It, it will it'll adjust as we um. So I'm, I'm gonna just put a note from my de- developer. Mel, okay. cut cut right here. All right. So okay, great. So tell me about this desire to be a coach, right? Because coaching. It sounds like you were in coaching before coaching got popular, right? Yeah, I like, was. Like like everybody's a coach today, but. Back when you started, not everybody could have saw that this industry was going. What made you go into? Is it th- that that coaching aspect? What, what what inspired you to do that? Well, I think I I think what what inspired me was I found while I was getting my master's degree, I found out I don't know if it was the internet or I I think it was like this little red magazine that somehow across my desk. I don't know. God God brought it to me, and it was the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Mm. which is a very huge popular nutrition school at this point. I've heard of it. But yeah. I flew back to New York 10 times in a year for every weekend, once a month, excuse me, once a month, once a month for a year, I flew to New York. So that's where it just, I, it opened the world. And you know, what else opened my world was I got into holistic health. So when I met John, I knew I didn't want to take my dysfunctional relationship that I had with food and nutrition into my relationship with my with my husband. So mm-hmm. I was like, I, I got to learn everything I can about health and nutrition. So I would go to a health food store. This was before whole foods. This was before anything. And I would, I actually said, I worked at a juice bar. So green juices, carrot juice, things like that. Wheatgrass. And I said, Hey, I want to, I want to work here. I want to learn everything I can. I don't even care if you guys pay me, which made no sense. I had no car. I had uh-huh. no place to live. We were living in Mammoth Lakes, California for the summer. Mm-hmm. But I still was that bold. And the guy at the juice bar, he he's like, hey, you can just have my job. I don't really care about this job that much. I got paid $7 an hour. We lived in a pla- in an apartment uh, complex called the ghetto. And I mean, obviously, <laughs> a lot of people are from the ghetto. It was nothing like the ghetto. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> it was the ghetto of, of Mammoth Lakes, California. Yeah. So that's how I got into it. Just that gateway through wanting to transform my own health and body. And then that opened up this world. I really feel like, cause I did a lot of cleansing. I did a lot of just mountain biking. I did a lot of exercise and I, I, I opened up a lot of awareness, I would say. That's awesome. So when you, when you distill it all the way down, Amanda, what is your most dominant gift? Well, I am an action taker and I am an activator. I really mm. help. I see people, I love people and I help them activate what's inside of them and take the action. Wow. When did you notice that, that you had this ability? Well, I remember in high school, I was a, I worked at the grocery store. It was my first job. And I would go, um, back then you would say paper or plastic and you would help the the moms or the dads out in the car and with their paper and plastic. So I had my regular customers when I was 15 or 16, these moms that would come, they were house moms and they, and I would sit there and start counseling them and help and listen. And so that's really when it started, I guess. Wow. Wow. And, and today you use it in your business. So, so now fast forward us a little bit here to this speaking business you've developed, like, like what, what sparked it, right? So you, you must've been speaking before you even started that or tell, take us through the speaking journey. Where did the speaking start and how did you turn this into this wonderful business you have today? Well, 
I remember in college, I have a communications major and I remember, and a French minor because I lived in France and I remember studying communications and I, I studied public speaking, but I was horrible and really nervous and scared. All the whole football team was in that class with me and I was like in, intimidated by all the guys, but uh, for no reason. But honestly, I think because I was a fitness instructor and I was able to really help move a room through, we'd have, especially I was early days of yoga. Um, mm -hmm. 2002 is when I started. So I was able to orchestrate and move a room of 30, 50, 60, 80, hundred people because back wow. then it wasn't like it is now, which yeah, we'll get into that later. But, um, so that's it. So I, I really, I really, I had a joke. I said to, to know me is to love me. I felt like I could convert because of my ability to connect with people in person mm -hmm. more so than virtually or through the written word yeah, or through video. So that was it. It was just like, I love people. I love being present with people. And mm -hmm. that's really where it started. I certainly wasn't an incredible speaker. A lot of times I would read uh, three by five cards and look up here and there. Um, <laughs> and uh, people would just still want to work with me that. Yeah. yeah. So that's how it started. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. What what was do you remember your first uh public speaking engagement? I want to go through two two elements. Your first public and spe speaking engagement and this may be the same or maybe different. Your first public speaking engagement and your first paid speaking engagement. So, I was a young hustler and this was I don't remember if it was my first, but that in 2005 when I went to IIN I went around my town, including the ski resorts. I went anywhere my ideal client hung out. So mm. I went to health food stores and I went to fitness studios and the ski resort. And I reached out and I asked all of them. So I remember I had about maybe 50 people in a health food store and it was fine. I mean, I felt really comfortable. I felt like I was just talking from my heart. It wasn't like a professional buttoned mm -hmm. up environment. I was just talking about health. <laughs> So, um, that was pretty natural and that I think I got paid $75 and I was just back then I didn't really care about money. I didn't think mm -hmm. about money. <laughs> yes. Clearly I was like giving my services for $7 away for free, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's awesome. It's cool to see your gift in, 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 I use pun intended in activation, right? Because you were, you were literally using that gift of taking action and galvanizing people and opening doors through through action so uh and, and I, that brings me to what we talk about in the show right so we we go this whole show is designed off the parable of the talents right so you know the one that had one the one that had two the one that had five and in that scripture we know that there's there's a phase there's a process one the one that had one the one that had two the one that had five god gave them gifts uh and they had to discover them it's not God's job saying, hey, Amanda, this is your gift. Like, like, no, it, you went to discover these things about yourself. The second phase is development, where you're developing. God expects us to develop our gifts. And then the last phase is distribution, which we'll talk about in a second. But as we talk about the development phase, I would love to go into, you know, you're obviously a person of personal development. You've developed yourself. And as a coach, you've poured into yourself, invested in yourself. Talk to us about your personal development journey and the behind the scenes, right, to become this amazing speaker, right? A lot of people see a speaker on stage or a coach or somebody they admire, and they don't, they don't really know. They just see the fruit. They don't know all the root work that, yeah. that you've done to get to where you are. So if you could speak to the development you've put into yourself. 
Oh, what, I love that. So I, when I went off to college, I remember, so I, I grew up Catholic. I grew up going to this Catholic school wearing these hideous out uniforms and really not really embracing my femininity not or embracing my beauty. I never had a boyfriend. I would had, I always had a lot of guy friends. I never had that. And so I remember going to college and going on these walks in the middle of the backwoods of Montana by myself. And I started, I don't know what I where I got the idea, but I said, I'm going to start affirming things. So I chose one thing I liked about myself. And I, at the time I was like, I, I like my eyes. I like my hair. So I go on these walks by myself. And I would just say, I like my eyes. I like my hair. And then, or whatever I would say. And I, I'd say positive affirmations. And mm. all of a sudden guys were checking me out. And I was like, Oh my gosh, mm. that worked. And I got my goal. So that was one <laughs> of the, um, you know, really just using the power of thought, then later on in my fitness, I, there was a mirror I had, and I had to face myself exercising for 90 minutes a day. You're just staring eye to eye at yourself. Uh, that wow. was a huge transformation. Also physically getting mountain biking. Uh, I did professional mountain biking and skiing in the sport class, nothing like. Wow. And so that just mentally getting there. Um, I've always been an avid reader. I read I read all the success books, even in high school, reading really deep books in college. Mm -hmm. I've always just been an avid learner, personal growth. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. We're, we're going to take a little detour. We're going to come back to, to the personal development. But, you know, in, in, in reading some things about you and your journey, I also know that you also went so deep. You went into the elements of learning about crystals and things of that nature and um well some people think may think it's completely innocent i just want i want you i want you to share your perspective and what you experienced for those yes. that uh kind of experienced that route yeah so i it's it is very deceptive and i didn't know this okay so let's just start it out so basically i was catholic and then all that guilt and all that shame just wasn't working for me so and it wasn't like I was being a bad person. It was just that right. I didn't anyway. So I ended up finding someone who, who um, one of my friends I knew from the ski resort, she got into yoga. So I did my first yoga class and it was the most freeing experience. My body felt so good. And being a physical person, I then started and, and I began doing yoga anyway. So yoga kind of led to, I wasn't so, in, I, I like crystals, but that wasn't it. But I got into astrology. I got into just, um, these things called like angel cards, mm -hmm. uh, where you would pick a card and it would help you. And by about 2017, so I was into that maybe, I don't know, five or six years, maybe, maybe longer, but about 2017, something happened in my life where I, those cards weren't working. The physical exercise wasn't working and I needed something. And I was meaning I needed something deeper. Like I needed the real God. I need, mm. and, I, and the, our fathers weren't, I mean, the Hail Marys weren't working. The rosary mm. wasn't working. I needed something real. Mm. And um, about a year prior to 2017, my son and I, who you guys just saw, he, he and I were out on a walk. We were up hiking in the mountains and I met this really nice dad. And I would always meet people and I'd ask them if they went to church or, you know, hey, where do you go? Because I wanted to raise my kids going to church because mm. it really meant I had such a good relationship with God and mm. learning those values in my childhood. Yeah. And I met this dad and his three little boys. His, his wife was home and she was pregnant with their fourth kid. Now they have five. And he said, I go to this amazing Christian church. Um, I love the pastor. We, we hang out actually. And we talk about Jesus. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. So 
when my life kind of like had that break open, I remembered meeting that dad and I ended up going to the church, which is called the well here in Salt Lake mm. city. And mm. then I've gone every weekend since, <laughs> Wow! since That's 2017. Amazing. Yeah. So it was like what I was looking for. I had always been a seeker. The other thing with me is my mom and dad got divorced when I was two. Mm. And then they each married two times. So that means they had a lot of relationships and breakups. Mm. And I had the whole nine yards. I didn't have the very kind stepsisters nor the very kind stepmom or stepdad. Okay. So yeah. I was constantly seeking. Mm. And then I finally, praise God, found what I was looking for. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What did that do for you? Um, personal development, why your, your, your confidence, your growth as a person, what, what happened as a result of giving your life to God? Like what, what did you see? Did you recognize the transformation pretty quick? Oh. Like over like what happened? Well, it's just been like walking on that word. So I dove into it. Like I, I don't dove into everything. So I joined the Bible study immediately. I joined women's groups. John and I joined, um, couples groups, marriage, so everything just kind of reordering our life based on biblical principles, wow. regarding our uh, reordering our life on the word, walking on yeah. the word, living by the word, taking the sword of the spirit, just literally grabbing our authority, finding our identity in Christ, right. um, putting on the full armor of God, a relationship with God, reading the Bible like every day, creating that as my number one habit that I do every single morning. Uh, wow community kingdom just like and then a couple years ago i found so this is a side note but i always then kind of because i was blending the new i had been new age i had been catholic then new age so i had been introduced to a lot of thought principles right napoleon hill mm -hmm. the law of attraction a lot of the right. principles that all come from the bible right so i would come to my pastor and I would say, I kind of felt bad being an entrepreneur. I felt bad mm. having this. <laughs> Anyone out there where you're just like, but we're kingdom anyway. So I felt right. bad. And then I found this uh, marketplace ministry called Pathfinders. And then I took this Pathfinders course, which is actually at a different church than the well. But I took this and these people and they were all kingdom builders. They were kingdom builders. They were territory takers. Mm. They were multi multi-millionaires the guy the they they're now pastors but they had a 40 million dollar a year business they have wow. a 40 million dollar a year business doing flooring and they wow. brought in some real heavy players and it was like okay i can be kingdom i can take territory we had the book of miracles um that we would pray before every session so i was a participant of that and then i was a leader co-leader in that group wow and then God. a year later i found myron look at that Oh, wow. Look at that. I mean, this is such an awesome, I was going to ask you about it and you, you, you got right to it. Like, like, cause sometimes when people, um, give their life to God and if they're not in a, uh, a church that understands the power of, or the place of business and in the kingdom, there can be some confusion, right? Yeah. And, 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 and you touched on it. Like that is so, that's so great that you found, like what made you seek, um, the marketplace ministry pathfinders. What what made you seek that? What like because if you're asking the questions to your pastor, did, did they you know how did how did how did that come about? Well, so during COVID, the church of the, the well, so they actually didn't open for several months because mm -hmm. they they were growing and they were going by the protocols. And then this other pastor that was from California, he's all on, he's on Instagram speaking my language, just like 
raging against like, you know, just like, this is our mandate to be open for business and yeah. what's happening. Anyway, we, I don't know if we want to get political, but he was not afraid to go, go political. And I loved it. And then he was like, he was, he's from Australia, but he said, and my, and my church in, in Utah, I was like, wait, what? You have a church in Utah? Oh, wow. So then that's how I found it. And they were even involved politically. They were involved in elections. They were like super involved. And so, so that's what that, you know, I think it's important to be with one house. And yeah. at that time, since my house wasn't open, then I went to the other one Respect. and that's how I found it. And it's a totally different vibe. You know, the first one for me was, is really good for beginners. It's good yeah. for where I was. And now yeah. Because they really believe in king and priest. So yes. you, the, all their pastors at this church, they are, they're kings, mm -hmm. meaning they have territory. They have their own businesses, right. successful businesses, and they also right. are priests. They're pastors. That's right. Love that revelation. Yeah, the king and the priest. Yeah. That's great. So, so take me through now this whole, now we got the foundation. It's clear that. You know, hey, I know it's good to be in business. I can I can embrace my faith in God and 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 help people uh, in their businesses and in their lives. Now, talk to us about this coaching business, how you help people get wealth in a weekend. How about that? That's amazing. Talk to us about that. Let's dig into that. Yes, I love it. So in by the way, you are such a fun interviewer. You're doing oh, a, you. this is really enjoyable. Thank you. Awesome. It's an honor. Yeah. So in 2013, so I'm just got to back it up here. So, um, by, you know, I, I shared that I transitioned from health coach to business coach. And right. at that time, I remember trying to get clients online and it not working. But at one point in 2012, I was invited to go speak on a big stage. And mm. a result of that was I was able to just be myself just like I am right now. And I enrolled three clients at 10,000. Wow. And I didn't even make a sale. I was just like on the stage doing a co-presentation. And wow. I thought, I want to do an event like this for myself. So mm. fast forward about a year, 2013, I did my first three-day event. And I personally made 150000 in those three days. Wow. Just, wow. you know, words of wealth, I all that good stuff. It was amazing. Had a lot, a lot of life lessons because it was very stressful. <laughs> if you've ever done a live event, you know, that's just like, I, first of all, I had never had my own event. I had never used like the clicker on the stage. I had never, you're a man, but like women, they wear these different dresses and you got to do your lashes. I had never ever looked like this. I went to LA. I went to a stylist to get dressed. I mean, it was the whole nine yards. <laughs> wow. I had this fancy New York city event team that I had paid way too much money for. But I pulled it off and I, you know, had a great return. And then every year after that, uh, I did three day live events until 2020. I was going in to the event. I was going into my event in March, 2020. And that's when the whole thing happened with COVID. And so I couldn't do it online and I didn't know how to transition it to do it virtually so quick there weren't the models set up if it had been a month later i would have just gotten on that train right mm. but um anyway water under the bridge so that's really then i wanted to solve a bigger problem for people so i have my moxley method but then there are other people so what happened was i had a client that came out to utah to come to my event yeah. and she said amanda k i want to do an event just like this so in i can't remember what year eight 2018 or so she had her first event 
maybe it was 2017, she made 400,000. It's just like you and your clients, right? Like they pay you 10,000, they make 400,000. Like you're like, help right. me out here. Right. And so she made 400 G's and then she did it the next year and she made enough, she made like 4 million the next year. Um, and then I had another client that I taught my system to. She ended up, uh, you know, it, all, you know, all the things, cause we've been students of this. I know how to do it and I've done it myself. She made 750,000 in two days. Yes. Wealth in a weekend, baby. So then I was wow. like, okay, wealth in a webinar, get your web <laughs> wealthy, wealthy webinars. Let's yeah. do wealthy weekends. Yes. Wow. This is, there's so many things I want to go back to Amanda. Like, okay. Cause, cause we're in, we're in realms where, you know, like what you just shared is like, okay, that's, that's amazing. And it's like, you hear, you hear this regularly, but the majority of people hearing this right now have never heard of 150,000 alone in a one weekend, let alone, uh, 400,000, 700,000. So I just want to, I just want to take a step back real quick. So take us first to the 150,000 in a weekend you glossed over it. Cause for you, it's like, ah, it's in the past. It's not like, but, but for somebody hearing that, that's like, that's world changing. Right. So yeah, that is a great salary for a year. Yes. And you did it in a weekend. And how, what was the preparation to be able to do that? kind of event and what was like give us a little bit more detail like what was the price offering if you remember sure. i know this is a little while back stuff like that so yes okay so what i and the other thing is our my dream at that time was to live in hawaii for the summers so mm. we my first my my daughter my son's 14 my daughter was born in 2012 we ended up living in hawaii for three months Living the dream, guys. We're talking the dream of Kauai, Hawaii, when our kids were little for three months, for three or four different years. And so my process was I would wake up. And so my husband, he's a, he was a ski patroller at the, at the mountain. Mm -hmm. So he could, you know, be off on the summers with me. So we go there. So my process was a lot of visualization, a lot of going down to the beach, crack of dawn before the family was up journaling, visualizing, kind of putting my processes. What am I going to teach over these three days? What am I going to sell? I had a coach that I also paid $30,000 to help me. This mm -hmm. is a funny story. So the coach, her name's Heather. Mm -hmm. I worked with her in, or in 2006, I was going to hire her and she told me it was $3,000. And I said, no, 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 that's too much money. I can't afford that. Fast forward 2006 to 2013, when I wanted to do the event, I remembered how nice she was and how great. And then I had been watching, I saw she did events. So I paid her 30,000 and it wasn't a big deal. Mm. I was like, here it is cash. So, mm. um, so I had, my program was actually called the journey to paradise mm. and I had the rainmaker and I had the fire starter. So the fire starter were, was more for emerging entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And then the rainmaker was for people who, and the way I styled it in my mind was I have 2009 Amanda, mm -hmm. who was just getting all of her branding and all of her systems up and getting online, yeah. emerging entrepreneur. And then the 2013 Amanda was someone who wants to have their own event, someone who wants to have a mastermind. They already have an audience. They want to just sell one to many. Right. Wow. Yeah. And wow. it was a game changer, guys, because I then we moved into our dream house because when wow. you're self-employed, 
they're looking at your numbers and it was a game changer. I then had the credit. I had all that income, you know, rate, whatever ratios they need. And we were able to move into our dream house and get this house, which I could show you if you want a hundred million dollar views. Whereas wow. now this house is five X oh. in value. So it was a real game changer, but can you hear me? Okay. It, it cut out for a second. And then uh, again, I'm not sure. Um, I just, I heard uh, dream house. Um, yes. So it was, game. it was a game changer. We were able to move into our dream house Beautiful. and our dream. And we were at the right time so that we could use the equity from our old house to get into our dream house. And now this house is five X in wow. its value. And that I just praise God. But here's the thing. When you go to that next level and I didn't have the emotional mastery. Hmm. And I was so, and a lot of my childhood programming came up where I was so afraid. It's like when you go to the top of the mountain, then you're a lot of, this happens for people. Just remember this. You get to the top and then you're, so, you're holding on to the top of the Mount Everest thinking, oh no, oh no, I, what if I can't keep it? What if I can't hold it? What if I, ah? and then I was mm. really afraid the other shoe would drop. Plus I had changed mm. my identity so much. I had the fake lashes. I had the mm. um, blown out hair. Like I have naturally curly hair and I never did mm -hmm. my hair. I never did anything. Okay. So yeah. I had this whole new identity on stage. I had the stylist that I went to in LA and I'm like, I can't just show up on my camera looking like the scrapper person I am. Mm. It was, a, and then we moved into our new house and like, it was, it was a, it was an adjustment. Now with mm. my kingdom minded, I'd be like, Oh, I'm taking territory. I have my authority. There we go. There we go. I am safe. This is like, you know, I'm the head and not the tail. You know, I would have, yeah. it would have been so different, you know, but I really, the enemy. And I think that, that new age is so deceptive because the mm. enemy real is really running the show. Wow. Wow. You're, you're helping a lot of people here because uh, you're, you're helping people to see the truth. And, and why it's important to know the truth and the word and, and, and how it can really transform your life and help you have a sustained life, right? Like right. through all of it, not, not just, like you said, reach a mountain and, and not how to know how to stay on the mountain. So let, let me ask you this, uh, what transitioned from the mindset you had to do 10K on a stage as a partner with a partner to doing 150 in a weekend. What was the mindset transformation that occurred there? Did you kind of hit on it already? The visualization, the preparation, the what, 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 what was the difference? Cause I'm, I, I'm hearing somebody like I, I can some, I'm hearing in the future that somebody's listening to this, that they're wondering, okay, Amanda, I've never made even 10 K on a, on a stage. I'd like to do that. And then I'd like to, I'd like to, 10, 10 plus X that, um, how, how can, what's the mindset that goes from each of these steps? Such a good question. I think, I think back then that person that I was, there was a lot of ego, like the, the person I am now, I can answer that to who I am now. I'm more proud of who yeah. I am now because I have the Holy spirit in me. Yes. Back then it was never enough. I mean, to be honest with you, it was never yeah. enough. It wasn't as good mm. as they, they did. It was, there was a lot of ego. There was a lot of fear. It was a lot of push there. It wasn't a lot of serve. It was a lot. I mean, to be honest, there was a lot mm. of like resentment and anger and frustration mm. and lack to be honest. Mm. I like, I love that myself 10 years ago, but I can see there was a lot of push. There was a lot of take. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't a lot of like. God, let your, let you, let, let me get out of my own way and give you the glory. 
because your will, not mine. So the mindset I have now is, I mean, since then I've made a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's been a real, you can look at my Stripe account, y'all. It goes up. It's gone up. It's gone down over these years. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So the mindset now is really, truly belief. And, and, and you and I are in, we get to, you know, mentor with Dr. Myron Golden, which is not only is he the most amazing business coach, but as a spiritual father and pastor and, you know, so we get, so that shifted me, but, um, the belief and then knowing that the other thing that shifted for me is really seeing like with you too, like when you see your clients results, Mm -hmm. you know, what you're, you're not a fraud. You're, you know, that it actually works. You know, that you have the systems, you know, that you can really help people. That's beautiful. Well said, well said. So speaking of that, speaking of your client results and speaking of the impact, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing some amazing things to help people, um, grow, speak and grow rich. So talk to us about the, the service offerings that you have and how you help speakers. And can you help can you help this person that's listening to this right now? It's like, I'm an okay speaker, Amanda. I'd love to make this my full time full time thing, or I'm a okay speaker. I want to take it to another level. Like how, how share with them how you help them. Definitely. Well, so my favorite thing, which I've been doing since I shared with you guys when I was 15 years old, is really hearing your story. Like you're doing, I love these questions. Like I want to get in there. I want to hear you. And then I have a gift of helping you put those into sound bites that articulate the payoff Mm. that the people want to hear and that the people will want to pay for. Mm. So I help people tell their story and then turn their story into a a step-by-step system that they can then package up and then sell one to many. Um, And then in terms of the speaking, I am all about just being yourself. I don't think there's any perfect script. I mean, I give people scripts, I give people templates, I give them that, but ultimately you just have to do it and then you get better every time Yes. (laughs) or you get worse and then you get better. And you know, so yes, I have a lot of different frames and ways to position yourself so that you are irresistible to your people. I love that. So could you tell us about this challenge you have speak and grow rich and what that's about and how people can uh learn uh and and get get access to you to learn even take their speaking to another level and their business to another level i'd love to so i have first of all if they want to go to my free masterclass, speak and grow rich masterclass.com and that is like a preview of the challenge Otherwise, you can just join the challenge at speakinggrowrichchallenge.com. But this is where over these five days, I'm going to give you my 830K signature talk template. So I give you a plug and play template. And then during those five days, you're going to get the VIP access. So you can, I've had students, you know, Enoch, he, he yes. did my challenge. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's, he anyway, he's been on your show, but he did my challenge. He, for the first time ever, he made an offer. He got a little sound bite in the VIP from me, used it, went out there and made his very first $10,000 offer and a new offer and collected it. Wired to him the Friday of the challenge. Wow. So I have an activator. There's things that maybe you've been sitting on something. You haven't been able to do it. Activation. So uh, help you with your stories, help you with your system, and then help you with your talk. And 
I also give people 33 ways to get booked to speak. So I have a training that my clients have paid thousands of dollars for, but this training alone, before we even start the challenge, you can get booked to speak. I had another client get paid $45,000 for one talk. Jeez. These these are like celebrity speaker numbers. That's amazing. So she is, she was really afraid and scared and afraid, but she knew. So a lot of people, there's two kinds of people. They just know they're born from the stage. Get me there. Hand me the mic. I'll just figure it out. And then there's other people who they want it, but they're scared, Mm. but they have something inside their belly and their heart. And they just know they're meant for it, but they don't know the, how they don't know what. And so that's Mm. really who this is for both, both of those people. That's amazing. Now this, this person, I'm just, I'm just dispelling something for somebody listening. Is this person that you're talking about that had um, made 45,000 from speaking? It is, is, are they a celebrity? Are they like, no. So she is a really interesting woman. She is from Utah where I'm from and she grew up poor. She grew up poor. She grew up um, with massive dyslexia struggle. She was in, you know, with the resource, children the whole time and back then resource was not what it is now okay she's Mm -hmm. probably maybe 50 anyway so she worked her way up and she is the ceo now of a tech company which is it's called gateway gateway systems and payment systems Mm -hmm. or something they do when you go to disneyland or you go to our our little park here is called lagoon those are the gateway Mm -hmm. systems for people to go attractions so she's now shifting as she's positioned herself. She's now going to be doing, she sent me a text the other day. Somehow she got connected with some celebrities and they are going to do a JV with her because they want to partner with people who have disabilities and have theme park parks with people with disabilities. So she's, wow. but she knew that she was meant for more, but she wow. was sitting back and being quiet. Wow. And you used your activator gift to unlock it out of her just like mm-hmm. you do for your students. Um, this is phenomenal. Um, I think I think what you're doing is um, transformative and, and everybody needs to join this challenge. Shoot, I'm going to sign up for this challenge. When's, when's the next? Well, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll plug in the, we'll the uh, you know, not put a date on here for, because it's evergreen. We want people to get to the next one and the next one and the next one. So, but um, I, I think that's phenomenal, Amanda. Um, there's a question I always ask everyone who, uh, comes to the show and you weren't prepped on this, but I know I have a feeling it's going to be a great answer. Um, the question is what's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose, one's gift and one's purpose. That is cool. I think a gift is just something that's natural that you may not even acknowledge or recognize or think it's that special. I actually say to people, it's like your story. It's as close as your neck vein. Put your hand on your neck. You you can't mm. see. You can't see it. So I think your gift is as close as your neck vein. You can't see it. Yeah, you can put mm. your hand down. So, and I think your purpose is something that it's like what you're meant to do. It's, it's what God created you for. It's the path mm. that you're on. And it's also your purpose, I think, is a kingdom purpose mm-hmm. to, to share the good news, to help share your testimony to Mm. help other people uh, awaken to Christ and wake up to the truth. That's right. I love that. That's phenomenal. That's awesome. Is there anything that I 
didn't ask you that you'd like to share with the audience or, or anything I didn't that you didn't that I didn't ask you that you could touch on or feel like complete yeah I think just to to about the yoga situation I did not realize I do now mm-hmm. that when I was doing that so if you guys are doing yoga I just want to alert you that this might bother you it might piss you off but it's a wake-up call you're basically bowing down to other gods and I had an experience where I was in India. I, this is a side note, but when I was in yeah. India, I was going all in. Remember, I wanted to be enlightened like in 10 minutes. And there were some Israelis at this ashram as well. And Israelis, they take a year off. They do a year or two in the army and then they go travel around the world. So there's a lot of Israelis when you travel. And we're out in the middle of the Himalayas and I'm just going with the flow there for the yoga, whatever. And I'm bowing down to their, doing their, whatever they do. They do the ceremonies to their gods all the time, like every hour. And these Israelis said, no, I will not bow down. We will not bow down. And I didn't, at the, at the moment, I was like, what are you talking about? But I really felt their conviction. And I have chills. And after reading the Old Testament mm. and reading, it's like, you are playing with fire when you're doing yoga. Because you're basically bowing down to those Hindu gods. And you're worshiping their Hindu Hindu gods. And I know this is like mm. a random part of this. But I repent for those people I brought into mm. yoga. The, and I also repent for the time and just everything that I just didn't know. It's a very slippery slope. Wow. That's eye opening. Thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate your honesty, transparency. And uh, I I hope that helps some people really Mm -hmm. get some clarity. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Amanda, (laughs) we're going to, we're going to plug all the links to the masterclass, to the challenge. Um, and and to your um, where can people find you on online and Instagram and all of those places? Yeah. So YouTube Amanda Moxley. Everything's under my name, or uh, Instagram is Amanda J Moxley, mm-hmm. and then Facebook Amanda Moxley, YouTube Amanda Moxley. Superb. Well, Website AmandaMoxley.com. We're going to plug that too. It's been such a blessing having you on this show. I gained so much value. I know the listeners have too. Um, thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, David. I've really <laughs> enjoyed this. Thanks for your in-depth co- questions and conversation. And I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Bless you. Uh, uh, I searched oh, all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener. I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called The Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats, an amazing spoken word over it and i'd love to give that to you as a free gift as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community so to get your copy all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com that's podcast.david the middle initial d simons s-i-m-o-n-s.com and get yours today Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.